Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. It's about to go. This is the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast, where we talk history of the game numbers and stats. And each week we highlight a charity that's doing good. If you haven't subscribed yet, then you should, because I'm sick, 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 this is the real deal. And you know I got a shout out to Buffalo Bills. Turn it up to the max, sit back and relax. This is the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Let's go! Hey, what is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome into this episode of the Buffalo Nerd, your home for Buffalo Bills football with a charity on top. Brought to you by SB Nation on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network and is being served up to you live by Picasso's Pizza on the Buffalo Rumblings vidcast network. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. I'm your host, Colt Schroeder. First time here. Thank you for finding us. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, hit the bell, do all of those things that you've been told you should do every time that you like something. If you're already part of the Nerd Mafia, welcome home. So, a lot going on, right? We got some weather. Games are changing, moving locations. It's probably a good thing all this is happening so we can completely move on from what what happened last week in the heartbreaker. I mean, just a devastating loss. You know, it was, to me, when I started watching it, I was like, all right, here we go, right? We're back. We're feeling it. We're flowing. We're back in the action. Second half, holy crap. Despite all that, though, I really felt like there was a couple things that we should still applaud. So we'll hit it up real quick, talk about what happened, but I don't want to spend too much time on it because it ultimately it was a bad outcome, right? Realistically, I want to applaud the defense because I talked about it last week, right? I think in the NFL, a lot of times, if you can keep teams to low numbers, you win. This team, we're going to talk about the injury report again. I mean, it's getting ungodly with how many different injuries this team is dealing with, different players, all sorts of different things, right? So, I mean, the defense has been decimated. We're missing all pros. We're missing really good players. We're even missing guys that have been playing well. And granted, a batted ball, uh, you know, a couple tackles here and there. We changed things. But when it was all came down to it, The defense held the goal line. We get to overtime. They gave us an opportunity to win the game. I don't think we can ask this defense at this point 
with as many guys that are in and out. I mean, Edmonds was in, he was out. We're moving people around shuffling. This defense is really showing us that it's a good, solid defense. Now with that, the offense just to me, it felt like we refused to run. Like we just were like, no, we're not going to do it. No. Why would we run? Like who runs? I mean, like, that's crazy. What do you mean? Run? Um, yeah, like, uh, and, and it really was highlighted for me late in that game when, when we got the ball back with about, I think it was like four minutes and 20 some odd seconds, four minutes and 30 some odd seconds. Right. And I'm like, what are we going to do here? We don't have a four minute offense. We don't run the ball. So what are we going to do here? Three pass plays, give the ball right back. Right. So there's a lot that this offense is really doing to not help itself. I mean, in that moment, let Josh run the ball three straight times and run the clock for 39 seconds. We would have still been better than what we did. So something's got to happen there. Diggs. Thank you, sir. Where would we be without this superstar wide receiver? I mean, Diggs is a monster. I mean, the dude just shows up all the time and he's being asked to do so much and he shows up. So after that performance last week, Diggs absolutely should be applauded. Really? I I just after that, it was kind of like the moment was there. And we've we've been pressing. We've just been pressing. You can feel it. It, it, it. You can watch it come through the TV. It feels like it's pressing. There's no more of, I, I think a lot of us could think back, right? And be like, remember when everybody was applauding Josh Allen early in the season for not making the big throw, not trying to make that big play, not trying to do all the extra stuff, right? And then, Every time it feels like we're pressing, if he's got too much time or we need something big to happen, the big play is all that this offense seems to be able to focus on right now, which is very, very tough, right? Like I, I don't, I know a lot of people don't like Colin Cowherd or whatever, but he actually, I agree with a lot of what he said in the fact that this offense feels very much like it's a home runner bust. Like he said, home runner strikeout, right. For the baseball analogy. But to me, we're pressing, we're pressing way too much instead of just being comfortable again with four yards, five yards. I mean, remember how many third and ones we had early in the season? Third and twos? That's because this team wasn't pressing, right? They were just like, hey, three yards, cool, we'll take that. Four yards, cool, we'll take that. So uh, I think that was missing at the end of the game, and it was missing at the crucial points in the second half when we needed to close out that game. But all in all, six and three. We took a big slide in the AFC. We got to live with it now, right? We got to move forward. So let's move forward. But before we do that, like we do every week on the show, we're going to highlight a charity, right? So this week, I know last week was veterans. So we, we highlighted a charity around the, based around veterans. Oh, and also for all of you watching, um, I started out November by highlighting November and I promised that I would be growing mine. So you're all welcome to see all of you getting to watch and see this beautifully ugly thing that I'll be rocking for the rest of the month. Uh, it's happening. But anyways, it was veterans last week and this week I'm going to kick it with the veterans. Again, we're going to highlight canines for warriors.org. Very, very cool organization because it actually does two things. One, 
It supports troops who have PTSD, have gone through traumatic brain injuries, a lot of different things that can happen when you're in the military. On the other side of that, which makes an incredible plus, is a lot of the dogs that they train to be the service animals for these folks come from high kill shelters, right? So very, very cool organization. They work with and train dogs to be able to be the companions of people that need them, that have done us justice, have gone out and risked their lives for our country and every one of us, right? So very cool organization. It's helping two causes at the same time of making sure that we're not having a bunch of pets out there that are just being sent to high kill shelters. We're getting them out of there and putting them with people that absolutely need them and will absolutely get equal love for both parties. So go ahead and head over to K9s4Warriors.org. So it's K9s4Warriors.org. Very cool organization. Please head over there and check them out. So in here before we dive into this Cleveland matchup, we got some folks in the chat. Some of the regular folks are here. What's up, Richard? Looks like I think Daniel's in the house, right? What's up, Daniel? I see Levi's here. What's up, Levi? Welcome in, everybody. Glad to have you guys in here. Feel free to keep hitting me in the chat. Let's open this bad boy up as we dive into this thing. So first thing, let's take a look at the injury report that came out today, just in case anybody hasn't seen it. We'll put it up there on the screen for everybody. So we got Allen Limited, Edmonds DMP, Elim Full, Gilliam Full, Kumaro, he went IR, Lewis DNP, Isaiah DNP. We got Milano with a full, Bonds Good, Phillips DMP, Hoyer Limited, DMP out of Rousseau, settles back full, full and Saffold, nothing on the on the chart for today. So interesting though, right? This is this this injury bug, like I wrote down for my notes here, injuries, because we talk about it every week, right? Injuries. Please stop. Just can we please stop having injuries? Like I would I just want to go back to that time where we can see our full our full roster that was built by Bean and watch them play one let me get one game with them all back together please right you know at least yeah so let's see what Daniel Kumro wasted season yeah so we mentioned that one he went to IR so in return for Kumro we pick up AJ Klein familiar uh familiar member of the Bills um, I actually am cool with this move uh, I think it's important that there's potential that you know the young kids that we've got we've been filling in Dotson and these guys you know they're doing what they can do but this is not ultimately what was what's supposed to be out there, right? It's supposed to be an Edmonds and it's supposed to be Milano, but we do need the depth. Klein has shown us that he can step in and be the guy if we need him to be Edmonds being a little banged up. I think that's why we're seeing Klein come back here. Just a nice little added depth piece as we try to make this final push, right? I mean, it's nowadays there's no more trading. So it's all who's out there and who can you get to try to better yourself a little bit. And I think just the knowledge of the team, yeah, let's see. Daniel agrees with this one too. You know, really good pickup. Again, I, yeah, the Kumaro thing. Yeah, it it really wasn't a good move for all in all for the team. I don't think overall, but well, I mean, you know, it's all in hindsight at this point because he's he's out, right? And and actually, when he was on the field this last week before he was going out, it really highlighted to me that there's a problem at the wide receiver position of that's the guy we feel comfortable rolling out there a lot of the time, right? Like I I don't think that's the guy we should have out there. So. It's just one of those things, but these injuries, they're, they're really killing us right now. But when, when you look at that and Kumaro goes, we're going to dive into the offense now because we don't have a lot of wide receivers all of a sudden, right? It's like this, this weird situation where we really only have like four to five guys that are actually played in NFL games and we could probably call like legit NFL receivers. So th that's a little bit of a concern for me. 
right? Um, and this game, I'll, I'm going to be honest before I actually dive into to the offense. I was very nervous about this game. Um, I'm actually happy that the game is moving to the dome um, because I, w- I was a little concerned to know which one of these teams was built better for the snow. And if I'm looking at it just from what I've seen so far, I would have to go with the Browns. I mean, they run the football. They could get in that grimy, nasty little game, right? But now that we've moved this to the Dome, not that their run game is really going to change, but it it allows our offense to stay in the game. And I'm not sure what it was going to look like, even though weather reports were saying it was probably just going to be cleared up by then and we might have been fine, right? But there was a little concern from for me on, in that regard uh, that of how that was going to look for us. But anywho, this is the first time we've played this team since 2019, all right? Cleveland is 31st in points allowed, right? So an offense that's trying to find its way, I think it's found a team that it could try to refine its way. Also, they're 19th against the pass and they're 23rd against the run. This is just not a very good defense, right? After our um our, our team put up 30 some put up the 30 points last week, right? So we come into the week second in points still. Uh, we're second in the pass and we're 10th in the rush. So realistically, we didn't have uh, you know, too much movement in what the offense is doing, even though we took another loss. Allen, I was just looking into this before we came on here because I, I started looking at it and I was like, wait a second, that can't be right, right? And then started diving a little deeper into it and a little deeper into it. So Allen has accounted for 24 touchdowns so far. The Cleveland Browns, by my account, and somebody in the chat tell me if I'm wrong with this or whatever, uh, but the Cleveland Browns have 25 total touchdowns on the season. Josh Allen has 24. So offensively, this is this is not a game that we should feel concerned about. But you guys let me know in, in, that are here in the chat. Is it time to really change what we do? Because I I'm I I like we came out last week and it was like great. Singletary scores two rushing touchdowns. That's incredible. He hasn't done that all season, right? We get two rushing touchdowns. This looks right. It looks like this is what we're going to try to do. So this week, I need this offense to not try the cute stuff, not try to be like, we don't do that. This is the time in the game where you're supposed to run. No, 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 we don't do that. No, we got, we got to stop that. Go back a little bit to following the way that the game has, is played. Right. And, and I know a lot of people typically hate that, right? You get up on a team and then everything slows and it lets the other team come back. It happens all the time in the NFL. Right. But in the early in the season, I was talking all the time, like the bills aren't playing down to people. We're not playing down to people. We're just mashing through people. Cause that's what we can do. Now we're not mashing through people. We need to scale it back a little bit and, and refigure out how to just beat a team with a consistent offense that is good at getting four yards, five yards, six yards. I don't need to live in this big world anymore, right? Like the big play is awesome and it's great when it happens. But the reason it's so great when it happens is because it's happening on a third down. That's a third and long, or we're in these situations where it's like a huge play. I don't want to live that anymore. 
We were number one in the league on third down because we were getting third and one and third and two and all these things in short yardage. And even if we didn't convert on third, we would just finish it off on fourth because we had that much confidence in what we were doing because we were leaving ourselves this huge playbook for one to two yards. Now, at all the time, it feels like we're using this huge playbook that's gotten very small because we're in situations that don't allow us to do a lot of different things. Honestly, I thought Spencer Brown last week and the the concept that Saffold came from a team that was very good at running that we would push, right? Let's let these guys push forward. We did it. We get up 24-10. And then all of a sudden it's like, nah, let's just, let's just do our thing. So this week, I don't even really want to talk about the Josh Allen stuff that much or what, what like, yes, Josh can't turn the ball over. I don't think that's something that necessarily needs to be said, right? That's not rocket science. I think every human being that's watching this show, listening to this show has ever seen a game of football could understand that, but we just need Josh to get back to being comfortable and confident. He, he, these last few weeks, these last 10 quarters, we'll say it's felt not, not as back to like 2018, 2019, even to 20, like sugar rush, Josh, where you could see it in his eyes that he was incredibly amped. It's not there, but it's back a little bit. It's, it's creeping up a little bit and it's pressing. It's pushing him to press and make that big play when the kid doesn't need to. He's so good at what he does. He will make the big play when it's the right time to make the big play because it's there not because it's being forced to be there in a lot of lately has felt like he's trying to force it to be there. Now take that with a little bit of grain of salt because he's thrown a, a bomb that was dropped. He's thrown a lot of good balls that were dropped. So there's, there's a lot to it other than just Josh Allen, right? It's situationally the game plan and what we're asking him to do and how we're doing it is I think ultimately what we need to be looking at moving. That's just me. I mean, when you're, when your quarterback has more team, more touch or almost as many touchdowns as the other team combined. We should feel good about going into this game offensively. I know it's looked ugly, but nice. No, no weather. Our guys, their guys. I think the offense is still going to score points, right? We haven't seen many games where we've been held to not being able to score points, but we got to get that third quarter, fourth quarter swagger back where we were scoring all the points and the defense was giving up none. You know, these last three games, it's been completely flip-flopped where we can't score any points and the defense is giving up points because the offense is just giving the ball to the other team so often. So offensively, just slow it down a little bit, take some time and or get back into when you're comfortable and you're pressing and you feel good, then go fast. Cause that's another piece of the offense that's gone from the first half before the bye. is you would see them go. They would see something they like and they would go. Now it's like, they don't seem to feel like they're seeing anything that they like because they're never going. Even when you hit a couple big plays, they, they like stop and back off. That's not what this offense needs to do. And the flow, the whole thing feels a little off. So I'm hoping this week, I don't think it's the points numbers are going to change that much, but I'm hoping we'll see a better flow from our offense. I think most of you would agree. Let's get into the defense a little bit because I hit it at the top and it really felt like me to me that this defense has not really done anything that is killing us. Right. I mean, like 
I mentioned in, in everybody heard Lewis, uh, Lewis after that game. And, and I want to bring the, actually, let's talk about that for a second because Cam Lewis hasn't really been talked about doing much safety work. Right. I was, I was hollering for Marlowe last week because I thought, you know, Johnson had a rough game and let's see what Marlowe has. And then they come out of nowhere and they put Lewis back at the safety. I know he's done it before and he's been part of it before, but you weren't really getting that vibe that when they brought in Marlowe, it was going to be Lewis would be the next guy up. Right. But yes, he said it after the game. It was a bad decision. I mean, you go up there, you knock that ball down. You're the same hero you are if you catch the interception, right? So, yeah, that's fine. There was some missed tackles. I don't feel like the defense finished enough. We were around Kirk a lot, but Kirk stood there, and he stood there, and he stayed there, and he made throws that hurt us. We we missed a little finishing on him, I thought. Vaughn, very nice game again. I think that we just... We need to, there's a little something missing and that could have been Rousseau out. That could be, it could be a multitude of things, right? It's teams adjusting. It's, it's teams seeing things. So we got to find it back out. But I, I think if we would have finished on him a little more, we would have flustered him a little more, but this is still a team that had two interceptions. They had some sacks. They had big plays when we needed them. And ultimately it was a turnover in the end that cost it. Right. So defensively, I don't really necessarily need to see anything different from them this week other than positive notes. Jordan Poyer has given us everything he's got. And I don't know if you guys saw this stat out there today, but so far when he's played, we're five and oh, when he hasn't played, we're one and three and the point differential is almost five full points when he's on the field. So he was back. He's only been limited this week. If we can get that man on the field, I like Hamlin. Uh, I think he is very good, especially if Poyer's there with him. So if Poyer's back, I, I'm excited and pray to the Lord and keep that man healthy because he is giving us everything he's got. And he knows that it's a moment that he needs to be back as a captain. There's a little flutter. The captain's got to rally and they got to bring it back because it's now or never, right? You can't slide much more. We went from one to six in the AFC after that loss, and we're third in our own division. So we can't slide much more, right? So the defense to me, just let's get Poyer back. Trey, I, you know, I want him back, obviously, right? And if it's not this week, that's fine. Um, but the other guys were good when Poyer was there, right? So even if Elam's back and we're back with Dane and we're back with Elam, I'm okay with that. A Poyer's back there, but I do want to get to the point in time here where we get Trey White back, right? Let's see. Let's see. Roy Collins is in the house. What's up, Roy? Lewis not knocking down the ball was the least of the Bills issues. Well, I mean, you can say that's one of the least of the Bills issues, but if they knock that ball down in that moment, you get the ball right there with about 50 some seconds left. You're not taking the snap off the goal line. The fumble doesn't happen. Yeah, I get it. There's other things that happen, but defensively, there's not really that many issues. Right. The other option, you know, obviously was you take the safety, you punt the ball, you try to hold them, or you're then in the situation where you, the field goal, whatever. So I get it. There's ultimately, I thought we were going to try to throw the football. The way we were moving people around, I thought the first attempt to get out of the end zone was actually going to be a play action pass and try to leak somebody just out for four to five yards to get away from it. That's what I really thought we were actually going to try to do. But then when he went up there, it was like, okay, this is it. I still think we should have just 
tried running the ball. That's what you wanted to do and just handed it off. And if they got you, they got you. It's still the safety, right? The same things are happening. If you get out, you get out. Great. Right. Um, but I, I was kind of stunned. They didn't throw the ball actually. And, and I know I'm over here talking up the run game and how you got to be consistent. That was a moment where it felt like it could have been the right thing to do. Even one of your tight ends leaks off for a quick little turnaround for three to four yards. That could have been the difference. And I thought that's what we might've saw, but so for me this week, give us, give us our guys back if we can get them back. Rousseau's not practicing. Edmonds is not, you know, he didn't DMP again. I think that heals a problem right now for him. Uh, it's been mentioned in the chat. That's probably why, you know, Klein's been brought back, you know, I, and I think that's a great move. So for me, give me those two guys on the back end back. And I think we can live with the rest, but we got to tackle gaps and tackles this week is what it's all about. Jacoby Brissett is not going to burn the world down. He has eight passing touchdowns on the season. He's got 2000 passing yards right around there and eight passing touchdowns. He is not going to burn down the, the bills with passing, but Chubb has 11 touchdowns. So this team runs, they're still hunt. Looks like Najoku might be back this week. I think he's a good tight end. He was getting seven, eight targets before he went out on injury. Um, so he's definitely could be a very important piece for them, especially, uh, you know, if we're going to be hurting at linebacker, even though Milano is our cover back, which is also why I really love the Klein move. Cause as long as you have Milano, I do really feel good about what the defense can still do because he's, he's just an animal. That man is. So getting him back and having him out there is, is just, you know, we saw it when he's not on the field. It truly is a difference, right? So you got to contain your gaps and you got to tackle, right? We've been doing a very good job of getting teams to third down. We got to start converting those again on our end, right? But we haven't been leaving ourselves in the, the situations that we had early on. It's been a lot more third and short stuff. We were giving teams a lot more opportunity to hurt us. So this week, get the guys out there. Don't give up any big plays, no big rushes. We got to tackle. We hit our gap assignments. This is a game that this defense should be able to hold an NFL football team under 20 points, right? And I think we should be over that 20-point number fairly easy against a team that likes to give up a lot of points. So one last phase of the game I do want to hit on because I thought last week was interesting. You know, we, we saw Duke Johnson come up. There's some rumblings about Heinz maybe hasn't got the playbook quite figured out yet, which is fine. Um, but it feels a little weird, right? But it, it's a little interesting, but I kind of really enjoyed the, the Johnson and Heinz rollout last week with one on punt, one on the kick return. I thought Duke uh, really gave us a little bit of that spark that we've kind of been missing in the return game. So uh, I'm not opposed to if that keeps happening. Uh, we do have Stevenson now who maybe he's the wide receiver we're waiting on for some reason. Um, obviously he was going to be part of our kick return game, I think, but I I'm, I'm a little curious if we're waiting on him as part of our, like he's going to be a final piece to the wide receiver room. Cause he has not played many snaps in the NFL as a wide receiver. So um, that would be interesting. It, I would say he's probably easily more athletic than Kumaro, but I don't think he knows the game maybe as well as Kumaro. So uh, that's an interesting piece. Uh, I think I saw it here in the comments earlier. Is the OBJ stuff for real? Should it really be something this team goes after? Um, I think at this point, it's got to be something they're strongly considering with only four wide receivers that have really played in the NFL. If you were to drop Gabe Davis right now, if he goes down hurt, uh, something else, I mean, you're you're getting very, very thin. I know you've brought in Hines, who's a pass catching back. You've got Cook, who's a pass catching back. So you do have some alternatives, but those are not NFL wide receivers. Those are NFL running backs, right? So um, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. 
for me, now we're in the dome. I was going to pick us to win either way. You know, uh, right now the numbers been jumping all over the place because of the, the change in venue. The spread is still close. I'm seeing a lot of plus eight right now. It looks like you can get some, uh, looks like there's some seven and a halfs out there that you can get yourself into. So I think the bills were still going to be the team that was probably going to be able to cover the spread, but in the weather, if they were going to be in a snowy conditions, I would have taken the Browns and said it would have stayed that close, expanding this out and giving us a little dome atmosphere. If the team can clean it up just a little bit, I'm going to say bills 28, 17. Um, I think that this is a game that we should, we should be able to get out on this team. Um, we just put the Vikings. I, I have a legitimate defense and we just put up 30 points against them. This is a team that gives up the 31st most points in the league. So there is reason to believe we could excel past that. You know, the past game could just blow up. We've seen it blow up in different points during the season. It very well could blow up in the dome against a team that's really struggling. So maybe that is all we need to do. But I've said from the beginning, when we're playing teams that we think we should be, that we should be working on the things we're not very good at. And right now, we're not very good at just getting drives together, keeping flow, looking like a smooth running offense that can't be stopped. So I want to see us do that against a defense like the Cleveland Browns who have shown everybody else in the NFL they're not that good of a football team. But two weeks ago, this team did beat the Cincinnati Bengals. They did get blown out last week by the Miami Dolphins. But two weeks ago, they did beat the Cincinnati Bengals. So if you're not ready, and you don't tackle, you better be ready, is all I'm saying this week. Don't come in here trying to be all foolish. We got to get after it this week. And I, and I agree with Jamie a little bit here. Ain't going to lie. I got the jitters this week. This is a game, right? Like We've been seeing a little sliding. We've been seeing a little craziness happen for this team. So this is a game that we need to be incredibly ready for. And now it's going to be interesting because we're going to be this team's been thrown off the pace, right? We're not playing at home anymore. Now they got to quickly get ready to fly. There's going to, and now Cleveland's was going to fly, right? They're just flying to a different location. So they're, they're cool with what they were going to do. Their plan doesn't really change. So this is going to be interesting for this football team. And we definitely got to come out fast. We got to come out hot. We got to come out ready. So I'm going to take bills 28, 17. That's going to do it for this week's show. Now, before I get out of here, everybody that's in this room right now in exactly 29 minutes, you better be back here. This three-man rush with Jerry O and Sarah Larson is going to be coming on. We got all the matchups coming. We got college football bills. We got bulls. We got cues. We got top 25. So when this one's over, make sure you guys head over there and check out what we're up to later on starting at six o'clock. Please make sure you like, subscribe, hit the bell, do all those things. Share this around to your friends. All of you are appreciated. Uh, all you guys that come and hang out with me every week, I really appreciate you guys. All of you listening, um, I appreciate you as well. Uh, you know, go Bills, of course. Richard Rush says he'll be back. Of course, Richard will be there for us. I'm sure Daniel and all you other guys will hop in there with us too. So we look forward to chatting with you guys here in a little bit. Please make sure that you do go over and check out K9sforwarriors.org. Very cool organization. Again, that's K9sforwarriors.org. And of course, go Bills. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe. So you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out.